Welcome, Welcome to Be Righteous, righteous. where well, we believe it's okay to be right, but, but it's better to be righteous. We ain't no Seventh Day, we ain't no Muslim, we ain't Jehovah's Witnesses like your mama and your cousins. But we Five, is right Three, two, yeah. one. I tried to witness to a woman, she said you sound like a Mormon I said, baby, you're crazy, cause that ain't us I tried to reason with my cousin, he said you sound like a Muslim I said, nigga, you're crazy, cause that ain't us See, we ain't moving how they moving, we ain't doing what they doing That ain't us, that ain't us, that ain't us Hey, young world, hey, young world Young world, young world, young world it may cause concern, it's Why don't you listen and learn That once were strong But you to society, even that's turned wrong And it's cool to look bummy and be a dumb dummy And disrespect your mommy Who put you on this earth? And who loved you since your birth? Hey, hey, young world, what it do, Righteous Family? It's your boy, Brother Rick, here one more time with the Be Righteous Podcast. And as usual, make sure you like, subscribe, and more importantly, share what we gonna talk about today. Now, today, we gonna talk about a topic that we talked about last year. I've been dealing lately with a lot of people who aren't really... Let me put it like this. I've been dealing with a lot of people who say they believe, but they don't live like they believe. They say they believe, but they worry like they don't. They say they believe, but their works does not show their faith, right? So I started putting together a lesson about how if you believe in the word of God, you live like you believe. And then I remembered I put together a lesson last year. That was entitled, Do You Believe? Now, I know y'all like, man, it's season two. We want something new. I understand that. But I got to give what God has given me for the people. And the people I've been dealing with lately have been having a lot of problems understanding what it really looks like to believe. They really, in their mind, think that they believe. But according to the word, they don't really believe. I could refer you back to that lesson, but this is just what he gave me. So some of y'all might not like it. Some of y'all may be upset, but guess what? It's all good. God's will be done. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to play that one again since it's already recorded. Ain't no need for me to re-record the same thing that I already got. So we're going to run that joint back one more time for those that need it and those that may have forgot or just in case some of you need a refresher. So, want to hit? Here you go. Like the kid, here you go. One more time. So, today's topic is, do you believe? Yes, that's exactly what I said. Do you believe? First Corinthians 11 verses 28 through 27 says, but let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So with that being said, we need to examine ourselves. That's the reason we're doing this topic today. You have to ask yourself, 
do you believe? And the text that we're going to go over today is going to challenge you to truly answer that question according to the examples that the Bible gives us as to how we know that we believe. So let's jump into this thing. We're going to start in James 2 and we're going to read verses 14 through 26. It says, what does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be you warmed and filled, notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body. What does it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, and you do as well. The devils also believe and tremble. But will you know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest you how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how by works, how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only? Likewise, also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, when she had received the messengers? and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Faith without works is dead. They're dead. Dead, dead, dead. All right, you want plain English? Dead. D-E-D. -E dead. Now, as I said before, and I'll probably say several times more, Faith is just believing. It's not something miraculous. It's not something that you just get one day when you reach a certain level of holiness or righteousness or what have you. Or as some people say, when you get saved, right? It's not that. It's just believing. So when we read about faith and works, the Bible is clearly telling us that our works are evident of whatever we believe. I'm going to say that again. Our works are are evident of what we believe okay so whatever it is that we're believing in our lifestyle the way that we live is evidence of whatever that is that we believe in so your lifestyle is going to be evidence as to if you believe in the bible or not now faith without works is dead so why is works so important Scripture. let's go to revelations 20 and we're going to read verses 12 through 13. It says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works why is work so important because that's what you're going to be judged by let's go to psalm 62 and 12 it says this also unto you O lord belongs mercy 
for you renderest to every man according to his works. We read it in Psalms. We skip all the way to the end of the Bible and it's still the same. Let's look at another instance. Let's go to Jeremiah. We're going to read chapter 17 and only verse 10. This is what it says. I, the Lord, search the heart. I tried the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. Why is work so important? Because that is what's going to stand the test of time in the end. When you stand at judgment, the question is going to be, what have you done? I got to ask, babe, what have you done for me lately? Ooh, what have you done for me? What are your works? What did you do? Did you live a life that was evident that you believed in the Bible? All right. So we know that faith without works is dead and works are important because that's how we're judged by what we do. So then what is it that we should be believing in? Should we just be believing in the Old Testament or the Torah, the first five books of the law? Or do we not have to believe in the Old Testament or live by the Old Testament anymore and only live according to the New Testament? Let's go in here and see exactly what Jesus said. We're going to go to Matthew 4 and we're going to read verses 3 through 4. Matthew 4 verses 3 through 4. It says, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if you be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God. Ask yourself this question. When did God start talking? We have evidence that God has started speaking in Genesis 1 and 1. And we understand that he didn't finish until Revelations 22 and 21. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, unless you redefine what the word every means, that means Genesis to Revelations. And not only that, Jesus didn't come up with this off the top of his head. He just told Satan exactly what the Bible has said back in Deuteronomy, the Old Testament, which people feel we don't have to follow anymore. As a matter of fact, let's look at that. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter eight, and we're going to only read verse three. It says, and he humbled you and suffered you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you know is not. Neither did your fathers know that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. So when Jesus was up against the adversary, or as Matthew 4 calls him, the tempter, he didn't come up with something off the top of his head. He told him exactly what the text said from the Old Testament. When he walked the earth, that's all he had anyway. There was no New Testament. He was living the New Testament as he was on the earth. So all that he had was the Old Testament, and that's exactly how he defeated the tempter. So every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, that lets us know that there's nothing to be neglected. Everything from Genesis 1 
Revelations 22 and 21. We are supposed to live by those words. Since we keep mentioning Revelations 22, why don't we shoot over there real fast and see exactly what it says. Revelations 22 and 18 says this, For I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book, If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues which are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of this book, of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. So Jesus said that we have to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Genesis 1 to Revelations 22. Then we shoot over to that Revelations 22, which is within the parameter of every word. And it says that you can't add to the word and you can't take away from the word. Therefore, the word stands alone and what it says is exactly what it means. Okay. Now, when we read that Revelations 22 and verse 18, it had said that for I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book. Now, that's very important because when you read what the writers have spoken or what God had spoken through these men, you're hearing the word of God. Why is that so important? Because the Bible tells us in Psalms 95 verses 6 through 8, it says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. So it's telling us that the day that you hear it, right, the day that you read it or the day that somebody reads it to you is the day that you should start obeying. There is no waiting time. There is no buffering, right? This ain't no uh, YouTube video and this ain't a printer. There is no buffering period. The moment you hear it, is the moment that you should start obeying. Or let me put it like this. Once you hear it, you should do it. But Paul said it better than I could. So let's go to Romans 2, and we're going to read only verse 13. It says, For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. We can't just be hearers. We have to be doers. That's what it means by faith without works is dead. See, you hear it and you say that you believe it. But if you don't do it, the Bible tells us you don't believe it because you do exactly what you believe. Let's go to James 1 and we're going to read verses 22 through 25 and see how it's worded there. James 1, 22 through 25. It says... But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass, in a glass. For he beholds himself, and goes his way, and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty, and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of that work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. We have to be doers. If you want to be blessed, the Bible is telling us right here that you have to do the word of God. 
You have to do exactly what God has asked you to do, and that's how you receive your blessing. And the real blessing is the reward in the end when he judges you by your works and rewards those who are doers and not hearers only. Now, I know a lot of you are saying, well, faith comes by hearing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Let's go over there and look at that so that we can get a full understanding of what that's saying. Let's go to Romans 10 and chapter 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith only comes by hearing the word of God, right? But we just read in Romans 2 and in James 1 that hearing is not enough because we want to be righteous because only the righteous are going to get in. So let's see what it says about how to get righteousness. Let's go to 1 John chapter 3 and verse 7. It says, little children. Let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. So, faith comes by hearing the word of God, and righteousness comes by doing what you hear. Again, faith without works is dead. If you believe, you will do. You won't only be hearers, but you will be doers. Because the Bible clearly tells us that believing is doing. Faith and works. We make it more difficult than it actually is. He made it very simple for us. He said, if you believe in me and my word, you will do what I said. If not, you're going to do what you want to do. That's why he told us over and over again, not just to read it, but to do it. Let's go to John 14 and we're going to only read verse 12. John 14 and 12 says, verily, verily, I say unto you. He that believes on me, that's faith, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. This is exactly what I was saying. He that believes on me will do the works that I do, and then more works. Faith and works. Let's go to John 8, and we're going to read verses 28 through 31. It says, Then Jesus said unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. And He that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. As He spake those words, many believed on Him, or had faith in Him. Then said Jesus to those Jews that believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciple indeed. I'm sorry, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciple indeed. Listen, to those that believed on him, do you believe? When you read and the Bible says thou shalt or thou shalt not, do you believe that you are supposed to do or not do what he said? Or do you believe that's not what he meant? Do you believe we don't have to do that or we don't have to do this? What do you believe? Examine yourself. He told them in John 8, if you believe me, continue in my word. Do what I said do. Let's go to Titus 3 and we're going to read only verse 8. It says, this is a faithful saying, and these things I will that you affirm constantly 
that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Again, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. If you believe, it'll be evident in the things that you do. It'll be evident in your works. That's why believing is doing. God said, do something. Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, do something. Matter of fact, say, neighbor, do something righteous. Ah. <laughs> I know, don't laugh at me. I ain't got no sense. But we talking about doing something, right? We talking about our works. So let's go to John 13, and we're going to read verses 13 through 17. It says, you call me master and Lord, and you say, well, for so am I. If I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. He's telling them to work. Be like me. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither is he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. God is telling you to do something. Let's go to Psalms 103 and we're going to read verses 15 through 18. It says, as for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field. So he flourishes for the wind passes over it and it is gone and the place thereof shall know it, shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. John 13 said, do them. Psalms 103 said, do them. Let's go to Deuteronomy 4, and we're going to read verses 5 through 6. It says, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do so in the land whether you go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Deuteronomy 4 just told you the same thing. Do them. You can't just hear them. He said, God told me to tell you. Now you have to do them, right? God is telling you that you have to do something. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Do it good. Let's keep reading, right? Scripture. Stay in that Deuteronomy and let's go over to chapter 30. Now, we're going to read verse 1, verse 3, verse 8, and then we're going to skip down and read verses 11 through 14. Again, that's Deuteronomy 30, verse 1, verse 3, verse 8, and then 11 through 14. This is what it says. And it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon you, the blessing and the curse, which I have set before you. And you shall call them to mind among all the nations, whether the Lord your God has driven you. All right. God is saying, when you call these things to mind, when you remember the things that I've told you, verse three, that then the Lord your God will turn your captivity 
and have compassion upon you and will return and gather you from all the nations whither the Lord your God has scattered you. Verse 8. And you shall return and obey the voice of the Lord and do all his commandments which I commanded which I command you this day. And do all his commandments. Skip down to verse 11. We're going to read all the way to 14. It says, For this commandment which I command you this day, it is not hidden from you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very nigh or near unto you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you mayest do it. Psalms 103 said that his mercy is from everlasting to everlasting to them that do them. John 13 says, happy are those that do them. You can't just hear them. You go to church or Bible study and you sit and you listen, but you don't change your life. Hear me well. Listen very clearly. If you hear the word of God, whether it be when you read it or somebody else is reading it, if it does not prompt you to change your life, then you do not believe in the word of God. Look at your neighbor and tell him one more time, just do it. Say it like you got a Nike contract, just do it. Now let's skip over here to Luke 8, and we're going to read verses 19 through 21. It says, Then came to him his mother and his brethren, and could not come at him for the press. And it was told him by certain which said, your mother and your brother stand without desiring to see you. And he answered and said unto them, My mother and my brethren are these which hear the word of God, hearers, and do it, doers. If you want to be a part of the family of Christ, you can't just hear the word, but you have to do it. You can't add to it. You can't take away from it. And you have to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. People want to know why we believe in keeping the dietary law and the Sabbath and all the rest of the laws. Because Jesus said every word. People want to know why we still feel we have to keep the feast days. Because Jesus said every word. Every means every. All. Total. There is no other way to it. We're not adding and we're not taking away. So you have to again examine yourself and ask, do I believe? Because if we do, that's how we know that we are a part of his family. He says, my mother and my brother are these which hear my word the hearers right and do it jesus is saying in order to be a part of his family you have to be a doer and not the kind of doer that chooses what they want to do but a kind but the kind of doer that does everything that god said do genesis 1 to revelations 22 one more here scripture john 13 34 through 35 says this a new commandment i give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one to another. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast, you understand that love is keeping the commandments. Love is just doing what God said do. 
So Jesus is telling us right here that people should be able to identify who you serve based off of how you live. Do you believe? So, family, today I pose that exact same question to you again. Do you believe? Because if you do, then you got to show me. Matter of fact, scratch that. Then you got to show Jesus by your works. You have to show Jesus that you believe by the way that you live. You have to convince yourself you believe. Now you know how to decipher whether you believe or not. How do you live? What is your works? What are you doing in your life that is evidence of the fact that you believe? So no matter what you're worried about, no matter what decisions you have to make, the question you need to be asking yourself is, do I believe? Because if I don't, then I better get it tight so that I can get it right. Well, family, it's been a blessing as usual. I know it was a rerun, but I believe it was definitely worth it because everything that God says is definitely worth it. But like always, remember, it's okay to be right, but it's better to be righteous. For more info and to keep up with the 52 Song Challenge, go to berighteouspodcast.wixsite.com forward slash the BRP or call 
sabia. 